The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but you know what? I really like them, and I like to smile. And of late, there's not as much to smile about, so I want to smile. So there they are. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, hopefully, before this introduction is over. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use, probably won't, if we sit on our blessed assurance. But you know, we could use some of this stuff and draw closer to the Lord, and that would have its own bonus with it. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? You know, that's the same question that my kids ask, and I don't have an answer for them either. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. This is everything you need to know. We're wrapping it together right here. We want you to fully understand we don't know what we're doing. Start there. We have no idea what's going to happen. Ah, we don't care. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. What happens when you do something for people and then they ask much more of you? Are you willing because you are a two-mile person? Or are you willing if somebody compels you to go one mile to go the extra mile? Or do you then grumble like you have rocks in your mouth. That's the question. Hey, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you have something that you want to roll around, you want to talk about, you want people to join you, maybe in your faith for an issue you're dealing with uh, and you want to bring it before the Lord, or if you have something you want to praise, share that the Lord has done that's marvelous, that's a blessing for you and what you hope will be a blessing for other people, and we even do Bible trivia, all of that you can connect to us in three different ways. Well, four, but let's talk about three of them. The first way is to call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's like getting over a sickness because you just feel so much better because you're talking to Captain Chris, and then you will be... I wasn't saying they were, they wasn't trying to say they'd be sick because they talked to you. That's not where I was going with that. Anyway, uh, you can also text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. 
It's kind of tough to do if you're dead during the show. 214-210-8483. That's how you text us, 214-210-8483. That's the text number, not the call number. And then you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Let me make sure it works. Yep, it's working. Uh, david at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you to the website. A couple things to tell you real quickly when you get to the website. On the ambassador program, just put everything on pause. Don't freak out. We've got to wait about four weeks to get these brochures done. Then once those are done, I will make that announcement. And people that want to be ambassadors can be ambassadors. doesn't take much. We're just going to send you brochures, and you just pass them out wherever you want to. And if you don't want to pass them out, don't pass them out. And if you want to look at them and then pass out, make sure you're by a, a mattress or something along those lines. In the meantime, you know you can put your praise and prayer requests Appraise reports and prayer requests on the website. Plus, it is a place to invest in the kingdom of God. If you get a blessing from this ministry and you're saying, you know, I'd like to contribute, it's an excellent place to do it because it's very, very simple. If you want to give but you can't give, don't feel bad. I, I don't like that. I mean, there's times where I've heard calls for people to ask for funds and I've wanted to give, but I don't have the money. You know, so it's like, okay, but I can pray for those people. I can join them in their struggle. We would simply ask you to do that. But if you can give, great, awesome, fantastic. Please go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> Okay. Is that a crickets one in there that I heard? Is there one that's like a cricket, almost sound like a nighttime? What is that? What was that? I think that was the whistle of me falling. Oh, is that the whistle? It sounded like crickets. Like that's another good one, by the way. I love the multiplay because it just covers everything. So that's Chris jumping off, and then all those things happen when he jumps off the the, the deck. <laughs> that's all the stuff that takes place. All right, a couple things to do. We're going to open up with a word of prayer for Ukraine. We're going to do it every single day on this show. And you think, well, why? Why not? What else we got? I mean, what's wrong with that? Uh, in the meantime, we're also going to pray for our country because things are really unraveling within, and that's not a good thing because that doesn't help. Whether you're politically to the right or to the left, most people on this station are to the right. I mean, that's just the truth. But the idea is the idea is not for us to pray that God will swallow the enemy uh, into the ground and thereby uh, show how smart we are. What we really want is the grace of God to enter into all the leadership, the wisdom of God to enter into all leadership so that we're not always functioning at such a deficit. That would be fantastic. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up the Ukraine situation and we're concerned because there's a lot of kids now and a lot of pictures that are coming out about people that are getting slaughtered. And it's it's horrible. And it's not that it's it's good if it's adults and bad if it's kids. It's just bad. It's just the manifestation of mankind's abilities to try and establish their own righteousness, always falling short. And we just ask for peace, the peace that that can stop this war, that you could infuse all leaders with a fear of you and a wisdom from on high, that they can stop what they're doing and that they could yield to the influences of your truth and lead people on this planet in a good way and in a fearful fear of God way 
and in a righteous way. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Lots of stories coming out about that, and we will continue to hear uh, many, many things. I do think the Lord is already showing people that there's some miraculous things that have happened, but I'm, I'm still praying for a big miracle that just like changes everything. Okay? All right. Uh, okay, we'll stop there. We'll do the teaching. I got a lot of things to share, but let's just point out that we'll do a read and ramble right now. Well, I'm rambling, 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 That's right. Just leaving it out there for the blin. That's all we're saying right there. Here we are. First John chapter one, verse one. You will be blown away if I can get out of the way on how unbelievable this very letter is. For those that voted for Job, fear not. That's the next book on the track. And then second Corinthians and Timothy and a whole lot more obviously coming down uh, the, the way until we can get through all 66, which will take about, I don't know, 20 years uh, the way we do it. Anyhow, First John chapter 1, verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have gazed upon, which we have touched with our own hands. This is the word of life, and this is the life that was revealed. You have to love John because John is by far the elder legendary apostle. He was with Jesus. Now, John wrote this letter, 2 John, 3 John. He wrote the Gospel of John and the Book of Revelation. Okay? A lot of writing, a lot of stuff. He was with Jesus in the beginning. He's the John of Peter, James, and John. He was hanging out in 30 AD with, with, the, with the Lord doing ministry. He's now on Patmos at about 93, 94, 95. I mean, they don't know exactly, but it's pretty close. 95 AD. So you're talking about 60 years later here, this guy's still the apostle. He's the elder apostle. He's the one that gets the respect. Right out of everybody, because he's the eldest living one. He's uh, he's laying it down, and look what he does before he goes anywhere else. This is how brilliant John really, I mean, was. This is why he ended up writing the Book of Revelation, that which was from the beginning. Do you know what he does when he makes that simple statement? He ties in Genesis one one in the beginning with John, the Gospel of John one one in the beginning, and he shows in this epistle the beginning of the gospel and the beginning of mankind and connects them. It's just like, wow, yeah, guy's way smarter than us. It's like, wow, how did that happen? Well, he spent a lot of time with Jesus, and then he had 60 years as an apostle. I think that probably comes up with some of it. But what he says is that which, from, which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we've gazed upon, and which we've touched with our own hands. Three things that he makes clear here. Hearing it seeing it, and touching it. He's referring to Jesus. They heard him, they saw him, they touched him. Now here's the mind blower. In your Christian life, you have heard, you have seen, and you have touched with God, which is why you're a Christian right now. Even though your own brain's going, well, I haven't actually physically touched him, but I feel like I've kind of connected to him in such a way. That's called touch. And you have and you know Jesus has made it understandable 
for you to have a relationship with God. When we come back, we're going to dive into the deeper stuff. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Jonathan and David were closely knit, and David made a commitment to Jonathan, and Jonathan said, I, don't, I want you to make sure you're not going to take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my uh, people, and David made that commitment. What I want you to get in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled, or he was lame. He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't, you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience, and just to give you an idea how big this church was, it, it, the, the auditorium seated like about 5,000. So it's like huge, right? And he looked at, he looks around at everybody. And then he says this. He said, you are Mephibosheth. And I was thinking, what? <laughs> what? And he goes, you, and he, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just he's preaching, and he's a, oh, was he just one of the best preachers. You are Mephibosheth. You are lame and unable to walk without help. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we are getting ready to offer up our first trivia question. What was the name of Moses' wife? 
What was the name of Moses' wife? Now, let me stop Al before he starts. Mrs. Moses is not what I'm looking for. <laughs> I got you beforehand, Al. I got you on that one. Anyway, what was the name of Moses' wife? We're not looking for Mrs. Moses. Uh, if you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, David, at he must increase. Dot org. We're going to do our DNA. I have a lot of things to share, so I'm just trying to pace it all out. Uh, before I share the DNA, before we go into that, I just the people who are praying for the audience and praying for the ministry, I'd just like you to be praying for everybody to really find recovery. I'm praying for that for myself, and I'm starting to challenge my own self with saying stupid things about myself, and I want you guys to be praying for everybody in the audience that they might be on their way to a recovery year from some of the things that happened last year. I think that's fair. And then a quick reminder, upcoming trip. So a week from tomorrow, a week from tomorrow is uh, the three-year anniversary. But I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Houston. I'm sure just sweating, or as Jewish people say, schwitzing. <laughs> All day long. Anyhow, with the dogs and the wife staying at the brother-in-law's house, that should be fun. Uh, bottom line is the following week, the week of the 21st, we're going to do kind of the anniversary, three-year anniversary stuff. And three years isn't a ton of time, but it's cool. I mean, it's good. Most radio shows, just in case you don't know this, they don't make two years. So this is the second two-year-plus scenario I've gone through. So I'm, I'm totally happy with that. All right, that's that, that's that. Let me just say, uh, Al did come up with another one. He said, Moses called her honey. <laughs> thanks a lot, Al. Just thanks a lot. Uh, what was the name of Moses' wife? Uh, if you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. Yeah, send a text in 214-210-8483. Send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's do our DNA. DNA, the purpose for DNA is how you should function. It's really funny because when we created DNA, like what that means. My brother had asked me while I was driving home. He goes, you know, this was in the beginning probably about two years ago when the news was getting super duper wackadoodle. Like I know, it's starting to get that way on a regular. Now it's like that every day. It's like nobody, it's almost like nobody's surprised. He goes, well, how do you think as Christians we ought to handle it? And so while we were talking about it, this was actually flushed out between the two of us. I said, well, the first thing people need to do is they've got to draw in unto the Lord. So our first one is draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. And that doesn't mean you draw closer on Sundays. Be going, going to church uh, Sunday morning and then uh, Wednesday night going to Bible study doesn't make you a Christian any more than walking through your garage makes you a car. So let's keep that in mind, okay? So draw closer to the Lord daily. Then, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. The reason that I put this in is because one of the goals that Satan has in our society, in modern society, is to outlaw the word of God completely. And uh, we, we, we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about that a little bit, I think, in the next uh, half of the show, so to speak. And the idea behind that is to understand that you should never be ashamed of Jesus' words, no matter what society or culture says, period. And then the last one is always be ready— to serve. To serve, which means it's not about us. It's about being sensitive to the Lord 
and it's about being aware of other people, which is the fulfillment the Lord wants, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. You love your neighbors. You love yourself. And then combine that with Jesus when he gave a new commandment in John 13, 34, and 35, where he said, love one another. That's a third commandment. People don't understand that. That's a different commandment than those other two. So uh, the passion and the love for the people of the church is supposed to be in its own entity, just in case you're wondering. Okay? That's how DNA came about. Give you a little history lesson there, right? All right. Our trivia question is, what was the name of Mo's wife? We've got somebody on the phone ready to answer. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, my name also is David. Wow! An answer to your question. Fantastic! You have a wonderful name. Were you named after a king? I wasn't, but were you named after a king? Uh, yeah, I tried to get people to call me Mister Wonderful, but nobody <laughs> would do it, so I stuck with David. <laughs> Excellent response. Excellent response. All right, here we go. Oh. <laughs> That's a great answer. All right, what was the name of Moses' wife? Her name was Zipporah. That is correct, sir! You are right! Her name was Zipporah, and she, you know, some people are like worried about the spelling. I'm not worried about the spelling. Just know what it, know what it says. That she was... She was it kind of like seems like she was left in the dark, but remember, she's the one that confronted Moses about the circumcision, and she played a big part in saying, hey, get this right, make this right, do this right. People don't give her a lot of credit, but I do. Living with a guy like that would be tough. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, hey, i got a question for you. Sure, fire away. Okay, um, when Joseph was in Egypt, he worked for Potiphar, worked in Potiphar's house, Yep. and his uh, Potiphar's wife made a pass at him. Yep. What was her name? What was Potiphar's wife's name? Wow, I can't yes. think of that off the top of my head. I love that you asked that. Uh, I, it's I, I a would pretty say, name. It, it's it's wait wait Mrs. Potiphar. <laughs> well, her name also started with a Z. Mm, you know, Zipporah started with a Z. Her name also started with a Z, and it's a very pretty name. I am blanking out. I don't want to say anything nasty, so I'm going to let you tell me. <laughs> Actually, this is in the book of Yashar. Okay. It gives the name, and her name was Zelika. Zelika? Z-E-L-I-C-A-H. Zelika. Zelika. Do you know what it means? Do you have an idea what it stands for, what it, what it, what it translates to? I, I think it means keep your hands off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> Excellent call, my brother. That was great. Is this the first time you've called? No, I've, I've called with some stupid answers before, but it was quite a while back. Uh, well, welcome back. It's great to have you. And those were great, great comments, great question, a great job. Very, very good. I enjoy listening to you, Dave. Thanks uh, so much. Thank you. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a great call. I love it. All right. We just, I don't know. We can't have fun day every day because we got to do fun day Monday because Monday's like, <clears throat> You know, so we try to get through that. All right, let me go back to we did everything. That was good. Great calls. We're having some some fun already. Let's go back into this text on First John. So look at what it's look at what he says. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have gazed upon and touched with our own hands. This is the word of life, and this is the life that was revealed. So John in his 
absolute brilliant theological moment. Sometimes you wonder if, uh, I guess he probably wrote this probably not realizing how deep it really was, but he connects Genesis 1-1 to John 1-1 in 1 John 1-1, which is kind of a cool thing to do. And then he's telling you, remember, in the beginning, God, right? And then in his gospel, in the beginning was the word, right? And now he's telling you what we have experienced. These are senses, by the way, seeing it, touching it, hearing it. Those are part of the senses that humanity has. This is the word of life, and this was the life that was revealed to you. God, through Jesus Christ, revealed himself to you. And this life that is in God was revealed, was manifested through Jesus Christ. Before Jesus came, you might have had an understanding that there was some concept of God. And even if you were fortunate enough to have an Old Testament connection, you would have a belief in God, but a limited understanding of what God was really like. In Jesus Christ, as we see in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, Jesus is the exact representation of his being. So in Jesus, you are actually introduced to who God is. And it's like, whoa. That's what John said. <laughs> one verse. Or actually, is that two verses? Uh, nope. Uh, that's one verse. Well, a verse and a half. <laughs> Give it to that. So he says, that which was from the beginning, referring to Jesus, that's what we have heard, we have seen, and we have touched. Now, that heard, seen, and touched, again, is the senses. And God, Christians aren't, they don't void senses. They don't void the logic. I'd love to talk to anybody on an educational level who's like, oh, most Christians are just intellectual, you know, inferior, they don't understand. It's like, dude, if you wrote as much as I did, I would give you $100. <laughs> that's all I would say. Most of these people have titles thrust upon them that they didn't earn, not an earned doctorate, just an honorary doctorate. And these are the people, by the way, who pretend that they know everything. Nobody knows everything except for Jesus. <laughs> That's the whole point. And the closer you connect to him, the more you really understand what's going on. In fact, in my devotions today in Daniel, it talks about those who under, in the book of Daniel, chapter 12, go ahead and read it, it talks about those who understand what's going on, that they are wise, but that's referring to believers. It's like there's a greater wisdom there, knowing as a believer what's really taking place, the spiritual forces of darkness against God's kingdom, and you and I are engaged in that battle on the kingdom side, on the Lord's side, fighting against evil. That's why we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and uh, wickedness, and, and spirits in high places. That's where that comes from. And it's just like, wow. And all this, John's saying, hey, you know what? You got to get it through Jesus. We too have heard him. We too have seen him. And in many ways, we've connected to him. And so we've touched Welcome to 1 John chapter 1. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we're coming back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul. But I want to get this specific scripture, and it's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this, Against all hope, 
Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, it was not an impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment, God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew, it's amazing, it's a miracle. Exactly. And, and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was, ha- he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that, even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing and Easton's whole life believing that God can step in and this can change and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interest, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. 